When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I am so excited today to bring on our guest, John Israel, um, by the way, a.k.a. Mr. Thank You Note, um, who calls himself a gratitude salesman. And uh, he just recently a book called, uh, sorry, just recently released a book called uh, Mr. The Mr. Thank You Project. You'd think I can't get that out for some reason. Um, and I had the wonderful privilege of meeting him in uh, Vegas at Mastermind, uh, where we shared our books back and forth um, amongst each other. And so that was kind of fun. And uh, we just really hit it off. So I thought, you know what? I want to get John on the show. So, John, welcome to the show. Happy to have you. Thanks. I, I, I'm surprised you didn't tell him about our, our, uh, our awkward introduction. Uh, where, where oh, I, I don't know if you remember this, where, where, where I, because, uh, um, you know, I had recognized your face because, you know, we had, uh, we had been at Mastermind several years in a row, and they have this list of, like, on their Facebook page of, uh, or on their, their uh, uh, just their website of all the speakers who have come, and every time I go there, like, I'd see this face, and it looked familiar, and then I looked across the bar, and I'm like, man, that looks familiar, so I pulled up the website, and I walked up to you, and I pointed to you, I, I put my phone in your face and I said, is this you? <laughs> and you're like, yep, that's me. I forgot uh, about that. Yeah. So. That was funny. Yeah. And I was like, who's this stalker? <laughs> yeah, right. I know. It was, uh, uh, no, it, it was it fun. Was but funny. you know what? It was love at first sight. And, you know, it's been great um, getting to know you and reading your book. And, you know, it was all, yeah, it, it was, was all great, worth it. it. it so I'm so time. thankful that you, that you did that. I'm so thankful that you did. Um, so let me tell let, let me make sure that everybody knows who you are. Um, and then you can kind of articulate a little bit more, but, um, and then we'll talk about Mr. Thank you project, but, uh, you are a Cutco sales executive, right? And so for those of us yep. that are in the lending space and even the real, real estate space, we, we know that Cutco is a great company, you know, for closing gifts and approval gifts and all kinds of gifts for clients. And, and that's really where it all, all sort of started is that, you know, you've been this Cutco executive for quite some time and top of your game and um, you hit a plateau and said, you know what, now what's next? So why don't you tell us a little bit about your history before uh, that and then how that kind of morphed into um, the Mr. Thank You project that we want to talk about today. Absolutely. So th thanks for the intro, Jen. So, uh, yeah, I started uh, I started working with Cutco Knives. Many of you guys are probably familiar with the brand. Um, 16 years ago when I was a 19-year-old college student, 
Um, I was attending Gonzaga University. I was uh, uh, going into my sophomore year, and I just needed a job to pay for school. And, and so I just, you know, was looking for a job. And Cutco was, uh, you know, pretty prevalent in, in recruiting college kids in my area. And, and I, uh, I got uh, hooked up over there. One of my friends was doing pretty well. And, and I, the funny thing is I did not want to be a salesperson. I had no desire to get into that. My degree um, is kinesiology. So I was going to be a physical therapist or a chiropractor. And I didn't want to sell ever. I didn't want to be a salesperson. And what was just kind of interesting was that I, I learned that to be a good salesperson is actually to not be a salesperson, you know, to be yourself. And Cutco did a great job of fostering that, you know, natural authenticity uh, in me. And right. so I did that for several years and, and uh, kind of moved on uh, into the, uh, the next space of, you know, the Cutco world. I graduated college and they had, a, they had developed a corporate gifting program where, you know, we do closing gifts for realtors and loan officers. And um, I did extremely well with that. I'm in charge of our national account. So I, I take care of all the, you know, big mortgage companies and, you know, obviously large real estate mortgage conferences and kind of organize that. And I, I was doing really well. And I was kind of at this space of like, okay, you know, well, what's next? And it, it was kind of funny. I was watching this great TED Talk by Simon Sinek uh, called Start With Why. You know, a lot of your yep. listeners have probably heard of this. We Jen, all but, love that. You know, yeah. So, so Simon had a really simple message, which is people don't care what you do. They care why you're doing it. Or yeah. in other words, you know, if, if you're a salesperson, people don't care what you sell. They care why you're selling it. And at that stage in my life, you know, it was about uh, September of 2016. Um, I was, you know, doing well, you know, business wise. Um, but when and I thought about that, I was like, well, what is my why? What is my purpose that people are buying into? But at that stage in the game, it was really just about survival. You know, I was at a new stage in my life. You know, my wife and I, we just had our first son. We had bought our first home. We were expecting our second child. And my wife left her job to become a stay-at-home mom. There's, there's wow. just a tremendous amount of pressure very quickly for me to be a performer. And, you know, it, it was kind of interesting because when I was looking at, well, what is my life about and what do I want my life to be about? And I thought, well, at the essence of my work is gratitude, you know, and that's that's where the phrase like a gratitude salesman kind of was coined because like that's what I did for a living is I would help people say thank you to those that they care about. But yeah. it was kind of interesting because if, if you would go around and ask a hundred people who know John Israel, what do you know about him? And, you know, they might say some great stuff, you know, like driven or successful. Um, but I don't think the word grateful, um, appreciative, or maybe even happy would be a word that they'd use to describe me. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a real conflict because if I'm this guy who says he's committed to elevating gratitude in the world with my job, um, but I'm not acting consistent with that in my own life. And I wanted to think of like, well, what's a big challenge that I can take on to act in alignment with this mission that would serve myself and, you know, ultimately kind of serve my business as well. And, you know, I thought about, well, what, what's something simple I can do every day. I just thought about thank you cards. And so I, uh, I had a really interesting experience with thank you cards. Uh, kind of early in my my career um, as part of like my, my, I don't want to say sales process, but as far as something like I would do for clients and sending a thank you card. Um, but I wanted to do it above and beyond that, like really kind of like all encompassing with my life. So that's how it started. And I made a commitment and it started on October 10th of 2016 to write five thank you cards every single day for 365 consecutive days. And it was a really wild experience, um, you know, got me on the news, got me a TED talk, got me uh, so many opportunities that just abundantly flowed in that were unexpected. And it was, it was really just kind of like deciding to act in alignment with what I said were my highest values in my life and in my business. 
Yeah, and well, and you know, those that are listening, they're going to have to read your book to find out what your life was like before because you had every reason to not be happy or express gratitude <laughs> and, um, you know, in your earlier days. And so, you know, that would probably was following through and it's probably been a life changing event for you as well. Not just, just from the business perspective, but also just having a new outlook on life and, you know, move, to move forward in a positive aspect, right? Not that you were all negative, but you know, you had that undertone right. that was there. And so, you know, that probably was a wonderful you know, approach for you. So, okay. So, so you're writing all these thank you notes, right? And you're going to write five a day and you're going to commit to writing five a day. And now the challenge becomes, and it's so funny because, um, you know, for those of us that know Brian Buffini, you know, he's a big thank you note writer. And he said, you know, just, just write one a day, write three a week, if that's all you could do. So really it's baptism by fire to go to five a day because I, I myself write probably 50 a week, but I've been doing that for years and years and years, so it's real easy for me to do that. But one of the things that I learned about your book was, you know, to slow down a little bit and make sure that, you know, there's a personal touch in every single one. And and, uh, I have to say that there was a time when it just became, you know, somewhat of a, uh, um, I can't think of a computer. I'm just trying to say a robot, you know, sort of a robot. Thanks for the referral. It was great, you know. Um, and I, right, you know, right, right. And, a, and I, and then of course I would, you know, occasionally, and I wouldn't say occasionally, you know, often I would put in something personal, but now I'm putting something more personal in every one of them just from reading your book, because it reminded me that, you know, it's not just a thank you note. And how many times have I thrown away a thank you note that just seemed like thank you note, but the ones that really expressed some heartfelt right. feelings I kept on, I held on to forever, you know, and, um, refer back to them. So so tell us, so you get this baptism by fire, and now you've got to write five notes a day. Who in the heck are you going to write them to? Yeah, uh, so it was, there was kind of a starting point where I, I had uh, decided, but I took about a week, like I had this idea, and I had a coach that I was working with, so I was like, I shared my idea with my coach, and he was like, sounds great, and he, he's like, Let, take some time to really sit with us and get fully committed to it, because I mean, it's kind of a big ordeal. Uh, five thank you cards every day for a year is 1,825 handwritten notes of appreciation. So that's a lot. Yeah. And so when it, when it came down to um, committing, I, I started by making a huge list of who I knew I wanted to appreciate. So I went through like my database and I picked all of my gold group clients, my top clients that send me the most business that, you know, order the most product or whatever. Um, I picked uh, also people who are influential in my life, you know, teachers, um, uh, you know, pastors from churches that I used to go to in the past, uh, mm-hmm. mentors that I've had, um, just any variety of people who influenced me positively, family members, you know, pretty much everyone in my family. So I made this list. And so I kind of went about the entire year one of two ways. One is like I had this list that I would know I know I would get to. But part of the challenge was that I wanted to be creative with it and, and find new people to appreciate. So part of, there were a couple of rules that I think are important to, for people to know about the project was um, that number one, I had to write five every day and that every morning reset at zero. So meaning that uh, number one, the cards had to be handwritten. They weren't typed, they weren't a video, they weren't texted, they were, they were personal handwritten cards. Um, second is that uh, since every day reset at zero, I couldn't do 35 thank you cards on Sunday. Right. Meaning there wasn't like makeup days. And so that was that. Um, I could also write a maximum of three cards per person. So I couldn't write uh, 75 cards to my wife. That would get really right. annoying very fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Thank you, sweetheart, for buying the almond butter. You know how much I prefer that over peanut butter. I love you. And she's like, okay, please, you need to stop. This is not cool anymore. So, so I wanted to make sure I, I, I challenged myself. Because part of the big challenge was how do I explore my capacity to experience and express gratitude? Mm-hmm. How do I explore my capacity to experience and express gratitude? So I wanted it to be something that was much bigger than just like you said, just writing a thank you card that we've all, we're all used to, business-related or for a wedding, we, we were, you know, we received gifts or for a graduation, we received gifts. And we, right. it's more, thank you cards, what I, what my experience from when people hear about what I did is they're like, wow, why would you do that? Like, that's such an obligatory, boring, annoying thing to do. So I wanted to find a creative way to do it. So every day, I just try to become a good finder. It is looking for somebody, looking for people doing good that I could acknowledge and point out and highlight. Because one of the great mantras in the world is what you appreciate, appreciates. What you notice and acknowledge wants to keep showing up again and again because most of us are used to negative feedback versus positive. So when we have that person who points out what we're doing well, we want to keep doing that for that person too, whether we receive that acknowledgement or not, but we just know that, we, that it matters to somebody. And so, you know, I had some really amazing experiences ranging from, um, you know, the most prolific day was like just day three. I wrote, um, you know, I was boarding a plane and I, uh, as I was boarding the plane, I was thinking about, okay, who am I going to write my cards to today? And I thought about the pilot. You know, I fly all the time. I know you fly a lot to traveling to speak. And, you know, when I jump on a plane, the first thing I do before I take off is I, I say a prayer for safe travel, right? Because yeah. I got kids at home. I want to make it home safely. And I realize there's mo- mostly one person responsible or two people, which are the pilots. And I thought, you know, I've never actually properly thanked the pilots on my plane. So I thought that's what I'm going to do. So I board the plane. I asked the flight attendant for the pilot's names, which is a super weird question to ask, by the way. <laughs> You're like, what are the pilot's names? They're like, why do you need to know that? Yeah, uh, what are you so going to do? Yeah. Why. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, I'm going to write him a thank you card. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, here you go. So it's, uh, it's kind of kind of interesting. So they gave me the names. I sit down. But then a really interesting challenge came up, which is how do you acknowledge and appreciate somebody that you don't even know? Right. right. And it really opened up kind of an interesting inquiry on the concept of, of the topic of appreciation. And I don't, uh, I don't know if you know this, Jen, you, you might have read it in the book, but the, the word appreciate, the Latin root of that is appreciare, which uh, literally means to appraise or to set the value of a thing, right? Appraisal mm-hmm. is a very mm-hmm. easy term for us to understand in real estate. Before right. you sell a home, what needs to happen? You hire an appraisal. They come in. Yeah. What do they do? They look at the property. They ask a lot of questions. They find out, you know, when was this property made? What are the possible things that might affect the value? Um, you know, is there any, you know, pest or termite damage? What's the location? What are the comps of other properties? They ask all these questions to look at something and assign and assess a value to it. So then how do you apply that to another human being? How do you look mm-hmm. at somebody and say, what is the value of this person? And I think just the beginning part of, of getting into that inquiry and being curious about what is somebody's value opens the door to just being curious about what is their life like. So that's all I thought about. I was like, you know, how do I, how do I appreciate someone I don't even know? Well, what do they care about? What are their goals? What are their dreams? What are their biggest challenges that they're experiencing? And I thought about all that for about 30 minutes, and then I, I wrote this note. And essentially it said, you know, um, uh, dear pilot, uh, it might seem odd to receive a thank you card from a passenger, but as I was boarding this plane, I realized how much I miss my family. And then I realized this is your job. You probably miss your family and important dates like birthdays, holidays, anniversaries regularly for your job. 
And on top of that, I'm sure this isn't a job that you got by accident. You've probably been wanting to do something like this for your entire life. And every single day when you get on this plane, you have hundreds, if not thousands of people's lives at your fingertips, only to do all that and then have a slightly bumping landing and have people complain about it. So whether you hear it enough or not, whether you hear it enough or not, I just want to say thank you for all you've done for me and everybody on this plane. So I have two, I have two legs in this flight. I have, so I have four of these cards to write. And so I, I, walk off the plane and I hand them to the pilots and then I leave. Now, here's what was crazy, Jen, is I gave these cards out and I happened to use my business stationery, which had my name, my email, my phone number on it. And I handed the, the, the cards out. Within 24 hours, I got a message, either a text message or an email, which by the way, is absolutely insane to get a text message from a pilot right. on your plane. Right. <laughs> to thank, to th- they, sent me, they sent me a message to thank me for the card they received. And Two, two things. One went on to tell me, you know, John, you're right. We miss a lot. And in fact, this is my first time that I get to spend Christmas Day, actual Christmas Day with my family in my 22 years of flying. Wow. And another guy went and another guy went on to say, you know, what, John, in my 12 years of flying, I have never received a thank you card from a passenger. Right. And that just blew me away. And I thought like, wow, these guys with such significant, such big, such important jobs have all the don't even get the acknowledgement that I feel that, that they should, they deserve. They, they have so much at stake. What about everybody else? Everybody else in normal jobs, in, regu- in, in normal relationships, everything. People, I just realized people are not getting acknowledged as often as they probably could or should be. And if you think of like when people leave a relationship or leave a company, you know, we've all lost employees or assistants or staff or different things like that. And what's the one of the biggest complaints people have is I just don't feel appreciated. I don't feel valued. I don't know right. if they actually see everything that I ever do. And, so, right. and people leave because they're not getting it where, where they're at. And so that was a real opening, like eye opener for me of, uh, you know, the power of this project. And so that was kind of the starting point. And so I wrote them to pilots, flight attendants, uh, wrote them to my Uber driver, wrote them to my Starbucks barista. Every time I would pay my taxes, uh, I'd send them my quarterly statements. I would send it to the IRS with a thank you card. Anytime I paid a bill, I sent them to the, uh, you know, people in the U.S. government who are politicians that I value. I even got a, I got a card back from Barack Obama. That oh, was crazy. I got that's seen, hanging, yeah, yeah. It's hanging on my wall. Like it, it was crazy. So it was, it just, it, there were so many opportunities. And yes, I wrote them to clients. Yes, I wrote them after a sale. Yes, I wrote them after a referral. And those were nice. Um, and there's, we can go into the ROI of gratitude. That's actually a chapter of the book, like the return on investment of gratitude, because there really are some metrics to be aware of, of how it actually benefits your business. But on a fulfillment side, like on the, on this concept of really feeling fulfilled in my work and in my life, it was, it was so remarkable to have every day be getting feedback from people of how much that note or that letter meant to them that maybe I wrote a couple weeks or a month ago. Yeah. So um, well, that's kind of who, think, who I wrote them to. And, and every day was different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, if you look back before you started it, because, you know, I experience this all the time is, you know, writing as many notes as I do. And I do get thank you notes back for writing thank you notes. And that could be a fun exploration <laughs> as well. Thank you for the thank you for the thank you. That right. happens. That's happened. And I get get phone calls. Hey, by the way, thanks for the note. Because the thing is that everyone thinks this is an antiquated old thing. And, you know, it's not. It really isn't. How many times do you get a note? I mean, it is very rare that I get a thank you note. For as many as I send, 
it's very, very rare that I get a thank you note. I might get a complimentary um, uh, post, you know, an instant message on Facebook. I might get, you know, a, a quick email, you know, I love your podcast or, you know, thanks for coaching me or whatever, you know, whatever it is. But I don't get a thank you note. And it's so rare to see it. And when it comes, it really does have a lot of value, you know, to to the receiver. And um, so I think it's really cool. I want to point out one thing as it relates to business. You know, when you mentioned, you know, there was no no um, opportunity to do 25 uh, note cards at the end of the week, you know, and just stockpile them. And I think that's a really, really important point because so many times in our businesses we're told you know, that consistency is the key to success. Consistency is the key to success. Not make, it, making phone calls every day, every single day. Not making 100 phone calls in one day because it gets diluted and it gets watered down because you get right, into right. such a pattern. Now, I believe in patterns for efficiency. So if I'm going to make three phone calls or five phone calls today, I'm going to do them all at one time. If I'm going to write five notes, right, I'm going to right. do them all at one time. But if you start writing 50 notes at one time or 50 phone calls at one time, you are going to dilute the content. And so I, I think it's really key to hear the consistency because you said, you know, five notes per day for 365 consecutive days with no sandbagging, you know. And right. so that brings me to um, – some of the results, and then we'll get into some other tips and things. But so, tell us about the results that were um, monetary, if you will, the ROI mm-hmm. on this, um, as opposed to um, you know how the feel good part, because we already we already know that that's going to be a game changer for most of us. But but did you get business from it? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So there's um, there are a couple of specific things that I want to point out because, you know, I, I've run my, you know, we all have our business and, you know, I sell knives. Many of you sell mortgages. Some of you sell real estate, maybe you're in other sales capacities. We all have a sales process that we go through. And once you get really good, like high level, you know what you're doing. You don't have to try and reinvent your wheel every single year uh, because it just, it's going to vary up your results. So I say that because within my business, I've gotten really good standards of my performance and I know what to say. I know when to say it. I know what events I'm going to work. I know where I'm going to prospect. I know know how I'm going to follow up with my past clients. And that's all been pretty standardized for, you know, the last couple of years because I know it works. And when I look at, uh, you know, what did I change this past year, you know, adding the thank you cards in as a regular habit was really, was just the one thing I could point at and said, that's the thing that I changed. And so what was interesting as far as metrics to measures, and I couldn't tell this until at the end of the year, Jen, um, but one of the things that we, we look at is cancellation ratio, right? So for me, it's a matter of like how many sales did I create for the year and then how many fell through, like for whatever reason, uh, they, you know, they purchased and something changed with their partner. And so then they said, oh, we can't do it. Or uh, for whatever reason, we all have canceled sales, right? You in real, in, in real estate, that happens with loans all the time. I remember my first loan that I got into uh, it fell through because our loan officer picked the long, wrong loan for the house that we were purchasing. So it's kind of a right. miscommunication there. Um, uh, but the point is that not every sale that begins actually finishes. So I had that number and that metric for me at the highest was about 10%, meaning 10% of people who would place an order would for some reason not complete their order or cancel it. And then at my best, uh, I had it down to about 5%. 5% of people that I would sell would cancel. Now, at the end of this year, at the end of the 2016-2017 year, when I ran those numbers, that percentage 
dropped to 2.5%. 2.5% of all the sales that I had that I started did not complete. That yeah, is absolutely insane. Right there, 5%, 5% was, un, was already really good company standard-wise. Cut that in half, that's massive as far as profits. If you're just, you know, for any of you guys who are listening, just take that number for yourself. If you want to look at how do you grow your business from one year to the next, there's one way of, you know, prospecting and doing that. There's also becoming more efficient at your systems and processes. So if you look at how many, you know, uh, pre-approvals you did to how many loans you actually funded, and then you look at, okay, well, that was whatever. I don't even know what would be a good percentage there. And you just look at, well, how do I, yeah, your conversion, how, how do you, how you shorten that? How do you, how do you tighten that up? And this was literally just one thing. And here, here's, here's how I did it. Cause I think this is actually duplicatable in other businesses where as soon as a transaction would be complete, or in other words, if someone was in, in a mortgage, it might be like, as soon as a pre-approval occurs, I would write, I wrote a thank you card to the client because they still didn't actually receive the product yet. They would order it and it takes about two or three weeks for delivery. So I would write a card and I would just say something similar to what you talked about, you know, Hey, you know, appreciate you for the business. Thank you so much. Yada, yada, yada. I would always try to, if I can bring in something personal from the conversation, from the interaction, something funny that the husband said, something specific about one of their kids doing something. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me. I know you guys were rushing off that soccer game right afterwards. I really value our time together. That alone has somebody see that you didn't just write a hundred of these and that they're getting the same thing. And then one of the things that, so I just write all those things, what I appreciate. And then at the end, I would say, um, so my goal is to be, you know, your, your gift guy for life. So if you have any questions, any problems, or when you're ready for more, just give me a call. And that little sentence was really interesting because when I put, if you have any questions or any problems, let me know. And I, you know, and then I would put my contact information. What I would say that actually occurred was that I, I, I did have a couple of cancellations, but what I did have is people who were on the, on the edge of possibly canceling call me and say, Hey, uh, this is so-and-so I, you know, we placed an order with you. Um, you know, hey, I, we, we just had a question about something or we were unsure about this, we're thinking about this. And instead of someone just up and canceling or up and not returning a phone call or anything, more people on average reached out first for whatever their problem or issue was, and we were able to come up to a solution. And what I, what I, what I learned out of that as like a strategy, but also like that's more of like a real authentic thing that I think we can all connect with is that people want to feel like a human being not like a client. They want to feel like they're dealing with another human being, not a salesperson. Right. And so I think that when we write a card and we, we express a level of appreciation that shows we took the time to write something because your clients get it. Like they understand you're busy. They know you have more than, you know, one client you're working with and you got a lot on your plate. So to actually receive this handwritten note from you shows that you actually care about them. You're willing to put in the time to serve them with their needs. And that, that kind of brings a little bit, like a, a little drop in the trust bucket, that the more drops we can put in that, the more comfortable they are bringing up their issues, being honest with us, being transparent, that gives us space to come up with solutions if they have problems. And yeah. that, that whole concept of how you make money by money you don't lose is a great way to increase profits throughout the year. And you yeah, create greater loyalty. I mean, there's, that, that was a huge part. Yeah, that's a really good point. So, okay, so let's translate that into loan officers because I've actually done a couple things like this, and then, then you can piggyback what I have to say. A um, couple different ways to do to do this on the loan side. So one of one of the 
steps that I have in our process is that when we make an appointment with a realtor, because we hear so often, I've made this appointment with a realtor or with a referral partner and they keep canceling on me. Should I keep going after them? What should I do? So one of the things that I did to curb the cancellations of appointments, okay, just the opportunity to talk to somebody, is as soon as I make an appointment, I write a note saying, thank you so much for taking the time with me today. I'm so looking forward to meeting you next Tuesday at Starbucks, okay, at Starbucks. I've carved out the time specifically for you, and I want you to know that I will be preparing exactly what we talked about on the phone so that we have clarity in how our relationship will go forward from here. In so many words, right? And I don't have anybody cancel because now they know that I'm working in advance of the meeting on their behalf to ensure that the meeting is worth their time, right? And so it reduced the number of cancellations I had in appointments. The backside of this client now is a client that I talked to on the telephone today, instead of saying, okay, well, your loan's approved or, you know, think about it or maybe you aren't going to buy for a year, you have some credit issues, whatever the case may be, is to send a thank you card saying, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity um, to share with you options that might be available for you in your first home, for you and your family. And I know Susie Q is going to love kicking a ball around the backyard if that's what the deal was, right? That little personal touch there. And I just want you to know that I appreciate the opportunity to have been one of the people that you spoke to. And I hope that I have done a good enough job that you would be willing to hire me. And I welcome the opportunity for that, um, for that, right? In so many words. And I've gotten business as a result of that too, because we get so busy saying, okay, next. Okay, that's a pre-approval. They're they're put them on a trickler, you know, whatever. Let's send a thank you card and just say thank you so, for considering my services. Even if someone didn't consider my services and they decide to go to another lender, thank you so much for considering my services. I hope my professionalism shone through. If there's anything I can do during the process with when you're with the other lender to help answer any questions for you. But if there's anything I can do in the future after you've closed the loan to help you or answer any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, and I, you know, we, we've done that. I can't tell you how long we've done that particular letter. Everybody that I don't convert gets a letter. And um, it goes way back to my, my perfect loan process before Tim Brahimi even had his perfect loan process <laughs> where I would say thanks, you know, the, the, the thanks, but no thanks letter. I can't even remember what I called it. And, and we've always done that. So, I wanted to translate that into, you know, um, what we do, right? And so if you're a listing agent, you know, it's thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to pitch my stuff. And I know you don't want to use those words, but, you know, thanks for the opportunity for meeting with me and giving me, the, you know, the chance to share with you what I can do to sell your house. And even if you don't choose me, that's okay, you know, or if you didn't choose me, um, I just want you to know I'm here for, for questions and answers. So. Having said that, and, and having you just gone through this entire year of doing that, what else could you, you know, shine a light on to help someone who's listening in on top of what you've talked about and what I've talked about, or to um, say something different than what I just said? Yeah. So, so one thing that Jen, I don't know if you'll highlight for everybody, but what the language that Jen actually used is also a form of NLP or neuro linguistic program where we use create embedded commands instead of a statement that actually, you know, 
causing great activity. So I don't know if that was intentional, Jen, but that was pretty good. So, you know, whether you choose me or not choose me, I thought that was good. That was excellent. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's, there's several things. And one, one thing that you kind of mentioned that I'll dig a little deeper on with a story, because it's actually a story with a realtor that was a client of mine that uh, she had done a ton of business with me. She loved me. She, uh, she would send me lots of referrals. You know, it, she was like a, a, an ambassador of John Israel in time I was around. And then we had this really interesting scenario where, you know, what we do is we take the Cutco product and we, and we engrave it with the, the person's name and their company's logo and all that jazz. Like that's the standard practices. So uh, she, I saw her, she placed an order like normal. Okay. That's it. Now what it takes about two or three weeks for someone to actually receive their product. Cause you have to engrave it and all that. Now in that time, unbeknownst to my client, her company's name changed. Like literally overnight, it was a private real estate company. They sold out to a big, a big real estate company. And so her logo that she was about to engrave on a couple thousand dollars of the product was going to be completely obsolete immediately. And so I caught wind of it in advance. I called our engraver. I said, stop the presses, pull her order off, and we've got to redo it with this logo. And they're like, okay, great. So they caught it, but it did totally delay everything with their order about like another week, another week to two weeks. So uh, I didn't tell this client that because I was just like, hey, let's just get this done. And I was busy and I was doing my thing. Now my client calls me the day that she's expecting to receive her order. And she says, hey, John, I've got my closing tomorrow. I'm wondering where, where's my gifts? I'm supposed to be you know, giving those out tomorrow. And I said, oh, well, I, it, they're not going to be here for at least another week because I had to change everything because your company changed the name and the logo isn't working anymore. And she's like, what do you mean? I need those gifts tomorrow. And I'm like, are, are you serious? Like, do you, like, I, I don't know if any of you guys in here have ever dealt. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever dealt with an unreasonable realtor. I mean, I think sometimes they're all, all over the place, but uh, it was just totally absurd. She was just like, not, uh, she, she was just not appreciating what I did. And she was just like pissed. And she basically canceled her order and wouldn't return any of my phone calls. She's like, cancel it. I don't want to do, I don't want to, you know, do any more business. I'm done. And like literally hangs up. And some of us who've had maybe a client that we were dealing with. You had this in the book, this story in the book, right? Yes, because there's a a resolution here. Yeah, Yeah. there's a resolution here that was very interesting. So this happened and I was pretty upset because in my mind, I'm like, I was doing the right thing. Like many of us have had that experience. We're doing the right thing for a client. You know, maybe it delayed the escrow, but we caught something that maybe wasn't wasn't noticed. And, you know, we have, it's going to cause things to be a little late. So anyways, that, that happened. And I was just kind of annoyed. I'm like, man, I felt like I went to bat for her, but she didn't appreciate it and, you know, whatever. So now I was just annoyed. Now, she's also been one of my best clients. So when I was going through my list of people to thank, she was on, one, she was on my list of best clients. But I hadn't talked to this woman in six months because of the issue that occurred. And so I was like, well, I don't want to write her a thank you card because that would be inauthentic, right? How do you write someone a thank you card like that? She would probably just think it was like just kind of blowing smoke and she'd throw it away. And right. so I thought, okay, let's think about this. And this, this was kind of the interesting part of where the Mr. Thank You Project kind of brought some impact to my business uh, and also my personal life of when I'm in a painful moment or a tough experience, how can I bring gratitude to this experience right now? Mm-hmm. And what's in the way of me being grateful right now? And when I thought about those two statements, I thought of, well, what's in the way of me being grateful right now? And I really thought through, and I said, if I'm being honest, what I'm responsible for that I didn't take responsibility for then was communicating with my client of what I changed so that she would know to expect her order a week later. I didn't tell her that. And if I'm being really honest, I didn't tell her because I was worried if I did and I told her it was going to be delayed, 
that she'd cancel her order because it wasn't going to be on time. So there was actually a part of me that, that legitimately was, was kind of being sneaky. And I, and I, it, it took some reflections for me to really see that. And I was like, okay, you know what? That's what's there for me to own. I think she was being unreasonable, but it's not about what me, it's not about what other people, what they're responsible for. I can only be responsible for what I'm responsible for. So I didn't write her uh, a thank you card. I wrote her what's called a peace card. I, I got a peace symbol stamp and I put it on a blank stationery and I wrote this note and I just said, you know, uh, dear Jessica, I just wanted to um, reach out because I was thinking about you and I, and I'm really uh, sad about how things ended. I thought we had a great friendship and relationship and I feel I damaged it because I, I got out of communication with what was happening with your order. And, you know, I'm not asking for your business again. Um, I'm just wanting to reach out to ask for your forgiveness for a mistake that I made. I think you're an amazing human being, a wonderful mom and a great business person. And whether or not we do business together again, I just wanted to let you know that I think you are amazing. And that was yeah. it. And I closed up the letter and I sent it out. Two things happened. Number one, how did I feel after writing that letter? Oh, like the monkey was free. on your back. Yeah. 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 It just felt free. I was like, okay. Like I, it just felt totally complete. Totally. Just, it was, it was amazing. And then after, and then within 48 hours, she got that letter very quickly and immediately sent me a message on, you know, text message. Hey, John, I got your, I got your note. You're so sweet. Don't worry about it. Water, water under the bridge. You're amazing. Um, you know, let's definitely stay in touch. And then the next day she sends me another, like a video, like with a question about like, you know, other Cutco things that she has bought for me for her house. And she's like, Oh, Hey John, I had a question about this and this and this. And like, and it was like really friendly. And like, it was just like things were back to normal. Nothing. And ever I thought, happened. wow, what an interest. It, it yeah. was like this amazing thing that from this broken relationship, which in business that you can't not have that happen. You're going to have relationships with clients that fall through. You're going to have things that you, you know, just maybe you did that were wrong that, you know, are for you to own. Maybe something that a realtor did, maybe, maybe something totally out of your control. But the point is that there are relationships that have been broken in our business that if we take the time to send a letter and a note of appreciation or acknowledgement to somebody, and maybe even a letter, you know, of apology for a mistake that you made, you may not immediately get business, but what I can tell you is how you feel internally. It's a real healing process as an entrepreneur. If you want to go big and go for bigger relationships, it's nice to know that you're not you're like worried about making a mistake like you have in the past. You're like, hey, you know what? I've made mistakes. I've resolved those things. Let's go forward. Let's go bigger. And that was a huge, uh, that was a huge awareness that I had. And also it did impact my business because I reconnected with a lot of clients that I had, um, you know, kind of dropped the ball with or that, you know, we had for whatever reason fallen out of communication but now we were in communication. And I think yeah. that's, that's a hugely valuable a bigger, thing that all of us can take, can utilize. Yeah, I mean, you, you were the bigger person and, and you know, ran forward, and me, being an adult in a relationship, you know, rather than the, the chaos that sometimes <laughs> happens, you know, between, between adults, you know. No question, no question. Okay, awesome, thank you so much for your contribution there. Okay, I wanna talk about, um, as we're kind of wrapping up, I mean, look how fast time goes, it's amazing. Um, I want to talk about what not to do when you're writing a note. What are some things people should not be doing? Because you've already said it's a handwritten note. Think about it. Mention something personal. Um, make sure you know you're not being a robot when you're writing in and be authentic. What are, and so obviously some of the nots are those opposite things. But what, what shouldn't we be doing in notes that, that maybe someone isn't thinking you know, blatantly, oh my gosh, that's something I probably shouldn't be doing. 
Should we not be sending them to their house? Mm. Should we not be sending them to their office? Um, you know, should we not be including a card? What What are some things we shouldn't be doing when we're really appreciating? Yeah. Yeah, I think my 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 advice there um, is is pretty um, pretty simple, which is just don't don't be cookie cutter. Don't be and I and I've done this by the way. I literally had a process with my assistant where I had. You know, I, I had pre-written out, this is a thank you card for this kind of a client. This is a thank you card for who's a past client, and this is a repeat, this is a repeat, right. you know, deal with them. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is a thank you. No, like, this is a thank you card for somebody like this. I, I had, like, five different thank you cards that I pre-made yeah. for her to, like, make, uh, put a note on their, on their you know, transaction form, like, hey, you know, send this note. And it was, like, it was so dialed in. And, you know, he, here's how I found out that didn't work anymore was when I got an email from one of my clients, and it said, hey, John, I'm really happy to see that you're doing so well so well in fact that it's clear you're not writing your own thank you cards anymore because they misspelled your last name while they put your business card inside and i was like oh my god are you serious now this was like this was a good client she had a sense of humor and you know she was hilarious she was funny and she she knew she could do that and i would i would take it the right way oh my god but what that what that what i saw there was you can't fake authentic appreciation, right? right? How do you scale love and care? How do you scale love and care? You, you can't, yeah. you just gotta actually do care. You actually, yeah. you have to give a damn. So what I would tell people is like, you know, the best way to start a letter of appreciation, you know, th- those things not to do, it's simple stuff. Um, try not to make it, n- notice how much you're talking about yourself. I'm so grateful that oh, you yeah. picked me mm-hmm. or, or um, you know, you're helping us towards our goals. Our goal is to do this for our clients whatever. It's like, you know, Hey, what I really appreciate about you, Nancy and Sue, is that, you know, you're younger, you're getting started. And it's so rare to meet people who are are taking the steps financially to do things like that. And as a loan officer, I love working with and supporting people like you. And so if you choose me as your loan officer, you know, I'm going to take care of you because my commitment is to be your loan officer for life. Like something like that. That's what people like, they're like, wow, he actually cares. He thought about writing something relevant to us. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be long, but it does have to be real. And I think that's what matters because as soon as it becomes like this thing, like, thank you for the transaction. We appreciate your business when you're ready to do your loan again. Oh, by the way, don't forget to give us a review on Zillow. Like that's the lamest thing that those are the cards that get thrown away. I want the cards that get hung up and like left up for a while. And the thing that I, that I'll, I, I tell, you know, business people is like, here's your litmus test. It's called the cell phone test. What is someone's reaction when your call comes in and they see it on the cell phone? They see your yeah. name pop up. Oh, Jen DePlessis. Is it like a, oh gosh, uh, she's just going to ask me for more referrals or she's going to ask me for this? Or is it like, oh, Jen, I love Jen. Jen's a giver. She always has something to share or an event for me to go to or some type of value add. So when you think about that, just how do you want people to remember you? Yeah. And then go with that. And if it's out of alignment with that, then just don't do it. And I, it's better to write no thank you card and then just send a, you know, a quality, like do a quality phone call than to write a crappy, inauthentic, unauthentic thank you card. So it's, it, and by the way, and I'm just going to say to everybody, you don't have to do five a day. Like you don't, you don't need to. It was really hard. I tell people all the time, don't try to do what I did. It was really hard. It was difficult. It was amazing. You can get just as much value personally and in your business if you commit to like one or one to three, and you're going to get a ton of value. Well, and the other thing I was going to say, too, is one of the things that we started with our team probably eight or nine months ago was um, 
my team writing thank you cards to our clients and to our partners mm. because it's always been me, you know, as the lead the lead loan officer, but I said, you know, I have one of my assistants came in and said, Oh my gosh, I love Mr. and Mrs. Jones. And really that was their name. I love Mr. and Mrs. Jones. They are so fun. And my gosh, they are on it. Every time I ask for something, I have it. And I go, that's so cool. Why don't you write them a thank you note and tell them that, you know? And so she did. And she wrote a thank you note saying, you know, I just want to say that you make my job so much easier because you are the best clients that, that I ever saw. You know, I mean, I wish everybody was like you guys, right? Well, after closing, she got invited to a dinner party at their house and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, awesome. I, and she said, did you get that invite? I'm like, no, I didn't. I go, but you know what? I think it's cool. You go, you have fun, you know? And I mean, that's really yeah. what it's all about. That's, great. that's really what it's all about. And I think hey. sometimes, um, and I've got a real estate agent. Um, her name is Donna Hammaker. And I interviewed her about a year ago. So you guys can check out the podcast. But, um, you know, one of the things about her is that she reminded me that it's so important to just call people and, and, you know, we get so wrapped up in the busyness of the transactions that we're doing, the sales that we're doing amongst one another, you know, and saying, well, I've, I've talked to Donna a hundred times this month, this month, but I haven't ever talked to Donna about how much I appreciate her talking transaction, but I don't carve out Mm -hmm. that time to just call and say, I just want to say thank you. You know, we get wrapped up in all the transactions all the time and I just forget to say thank you. And I just want to call and say, thank you. Thank you for the friendship. Thank Mm. you for the relationship. Thank you for um, sticking with, sticking with me through a couple of moves from one mortgage company to the other and they weren't the best. Right. So thank you. And I think that that goes a long way just to have, um, you know, that phone call of gratitude as much as it is with, uh, the the uh, notes, but now my whole team is doing it. They're writing notes left, right, and sideways about it too. The best, and I shouldn't say the best note I ever got, but one of the best, I don't know, I keep saying best. One of the notes I received from one of my top realtors, <laughs> I opened it up and it says, it says, dear Jen, and it says two words, dot, 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 and then she wrote, thank you in capital letters, and then really small, she said, for being such a good friend. Because I thought it was going to be about a loan. I mean, you know, but it just said, Dear Jennifer, two words, dot, 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 thank you. And then in parentheses, for being such a good friend. Love, LaToya. I thought that was just, yeah. I mean, and I saved that one. I I saved that one because, and it said so little, but it meant so much. And Mm. I think that's, you know. A, a real big key. So, so one of the tips you want to give people if they want to get started, some of the tips, what are some, instead of me telling you, what are some of the tips you want to give people as we close up here now to, to get started? What, what do we need? We need a, we need a good pen. <laughs> we need a, a rolling stamp. <laughs> we need to go out and get some hard yeah. cards. What do we need to do to get this rolling? If we think, oh, it, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, even if you just say, you know, one of your action items is, I'm going to go to the relationships yeah. that fell apart in the last year and I'm going to write a mm. gratitude and, you know, peace note, a forgive me and olive branch, whatever you want to do, note. And I'm sorry, note. Yeah. Um, what do we need to do to get this rocking and rolling? All right. A couple of really simple strategies. Step one is actually not what people are going to expect, but step one is go buy stamps. All right. Stamps are one of the simplest, dumbest things of why people will even write a card, but they won't actually send it because they don't have stamps because hardly of us ever 
send mail don't anymore. Run except one go by stamp. Don't run it through don't a machine. Don't run it through a machine. Office. Oh, oh, the stamp, the postage stampers. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> don't run it Funny. through a machine. All right. Uh, r- r- racking, up, racking up some company dollars there. There you go. Um, okay. Two, which is probably not a big deal. Uh, two is go buy some stationery, and if you want to keep it simple to go kind of universal, go with some stationery that's just got a single letter that is the first letter of your last name. That way it's a pretty open universal card that you could use for, you know, a personal card. It could be for business. It could be, you know, an acknowledgement card, a peace card. There's a number of things that it could be, but it's a really simple way to do it. So go with something with just a single initial up front on the top. Um, And then third is to make your list. So start with people that you, you know, like, you know, you want to appreciate. And that could literally be someone that's like, it could be a parent. It could be a child. It could be, uh, you know, a, a close coworker. Cleaner. It could be your team. I, I would, I would start with your team. Yeah. Like literally start with the people on your team that support you. I'm talking your processors, your front desk people. I mean, it is amazing how people suddenly show up once they feel valued and appreciated where they're at. So make your list, start with the people closest to you and then kind of grow out from there from those who have influenced you and who continue to influence you. That's going to be your referral partners, your realtors, your top clients, and maybe even any notable clients. might even look at maybe your first couple of transactions you've ever had as a mortgage professional. Kind of an interesting thing. It'll take you back to that time in your life. And what an interesting thing to send somebody and say, you know what? I was thinking about you because, I, you know, it's my 16th year in real estate as a mortgage professional. And I wanted to just, you know, I, I thought about you. You're on my first loans. And as imperfect as it was, you set the stage for a great career that I'm on. I just wanted to thank you, right? Sending cards like that, that is amazing what suddenly starts showing back up. Number one, how you feel about yourself. And then also what shows starts showing back up. When you, when you put a lot of this love and gratitude out, it's like, there's, there's this thing is like, what do you want more of in your life? We'll just give that away. And if you want a business that you're grateful for every day, we'll just give more gratitude to everybody else around you. And just notice, not don't do it in order to, but it's just notice what starts showing up. Yeah. So get the stamps, get the cards, make your list, and then just start writing, start writing. And then with that, I mean, this is, my, this is going to be my selfless plug, Jen. Okay. Once you start, go to mrthankyou.com, right? So here's the cool thing. Our big mission with the project now, which when you get the book, if you get the book, you'll see it all, it's all, it's all pretty clear in there. Our mission is to inspire 74 million thank you cards written around the world. And we've actually built, that's 1% of the world's population, 74 million. We built our website, mrthankyou.com, to actually track all the cards that we inspire around the world. And we have people who are writing cards from Russia, the Netherlands, uh, Taiwan, and then Dallas, Texas, and uh, Virginia Beach. I mean, all over the place. And it's, it's a really cool because it's a platform to track all the cards that you send out. You can create a free profile, submit the cards. And then the more you tell us of who you've sent cards to, the more our global number grows. And uh, our job is just to keep inspiring you to express gratitude as a habit in your life. That's and awesome. uh, that's it. You also, have, you also have something else there um, at Mr. Thank You mm-hmm. Note. Or is it Mr. Thank You.com or Mr. Thank You Note.com? I don't know why. Thinking, thank you. No, it's mrthankyou.com forward slash 30, right? You've got a 30-day challenge. Yes. Yes. So here's something you can do. Uh, if you go to mrthankyou.com slash 30, the number three zero, um, I created a 30-day challenge. You can download it for free, and it's just going to give you some tips and strategies. 
You can print it out. It gives examples of what certain cards can look like. It gives you a, a space to write down your list of who you want to write these cards to. Um, it's a great, great place to begin. So mrthankyou.com slash 30. Thanks for the reminder, Jen. That's awesome. Okay, and I imagine if people want to get in touch with you and talk a little bit more about this or have some questions about it, what or have you come and speak at their office, right? What, um, how, what's the best way to reach you? Through uh, mrthankyou.com or through Facebook or LinkedIn or Zillow or, I mean, not Zillow, but uh, Instagram, what's the best way? <laughs> Zillow is probably the one place you won't find me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I will find you. You guys, everyone's on it. All right, so, uh, yeah, so best way, best way to connect with me is either via Facebook or through the website. If you have an inquiry about speaking or, you know, buying bulk books or you just, you're curious or you just want to send me a note and, and, or anything like that, all my contact information is directly on the website, mrdenkey.com. Just look under contact info. Um, and then also on Facebook, you can find me pretty easy. My name is John Israel, spelled just like the country. I-S-R-A-E-L. I'm the John Israel that does not have a pumpkin for a head. Okay, that's a different <laughs> John Israel. Those are the two. And J-O-H-N. That's the one that people like, yeah. Yeah. J-O-H-N, and, yeah. Thanks right, J-O-H-N, not J-O-N. But that's okay. We'll have all that on the show notes, too. Everybody will be able to, you know, figure that one out, too. So, all right, any parting words that you'd like to leave with us? You know, the, the only thing, so here's what I'm going to finish with, because it's very pertinent. Um, with a, a quick but transformational moment with the Mr. Thank You Project where I had, you know, it was pretty full force writing all these cards. And I got a call out of nowhere from my, my best friend growing up. He was the best man at my wedding. His name is Nick. And Nick said, hey, man, I've got some bad news to tell you. Um, my dad just passed away. And it was really unfortunate because I knew his dad very well. He was, you know, great support for me early on in my life. And, and uh he was kind of like, his parents were like my parents, my, my parents, because I right. spent more time at his house than probably my own. And to hear that his dad had passed away was awful. What made it worse was I actually had already written Nick's dad a thank you card, but it was sitting on my desk and I had failed to send it because I was uh, busy. Yeah. And so I, I, I really was just so, um, I was, I was bummed, but at the same time, I'm, I'm grateful for that experience. Not grateful that it happened, but grateful for that experience because it created a, a higher level of urgency on the value of if you feel there's someone you want to acknowledge and appreciate, do it now. Don't wait, do it today. Just before you go to bed, write that note, put a stamp on it, walk out to your mailbox, put it in there for the mailman to pick up tomorrow. And you don't have to think about it anymore because you know you did everything you could. Yeah, that, that's along the lines of everything I talk about. Stop talking, take action, shut up, go do it. Right. And that, that is a horrible feeling. That's a horrible feeling to have because now you, you're left with, if I only said that to that person, you know, only let him know how I feel. And he knows, I mean, he knows how you feel, but I understand. And, and um, so I think that's a very fitting way for us to end our podcast today with that, that in mind is don't wait, go ahead and do it. Get started on this. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to have personal and professional growth and this is the perfect way to get it you have to take action and what easier way than writing a quick thank you note right love it yep john thank you so much for spending time with me today and with us today and i know that um, you're going to have a lot of people going onto your website grabbing your 30-day challenge i know i already grabbed it when i got your email about it i went and grabbed it and um, i'm excited to share it with my daughter who's now in our business as well so that she can grow her practice early on 
and um, you know, just excited to share it with everybody. And I appreciate you giving me a copy of your book as well. So listen, go out and get the book as well. It's called Mr. Thank You Project. And um, make sure that you get the book and read it. It's fantastic. Fantastic. So thanks again for listening in to Mortgage Lending Mastery. And we'll catch you next time. Go make it a great week. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's lifetime membership program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.